Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. And the buses have arrived, John. Pull up a stool with my good buddy, John, and welcome to the show. Johnny, you riding the buses, or are you on break? Ah, uh, just sitting on break. Let's see uh, Let's see what happened this week. This week, in John's life, my bus breaks down and almost catches a fire at Cor- Cor- Coronado Springs in a separate incident. John says possibly saves the life of a, ga- of a guest. And lastly, I meet a little girl who... Biggest dream in the world is to be a fruit. All in this week's edition of the WDW Main Street Podcast. <laughs> That'll take up the whole hour we have, John. <laughs> so I didn't know any of this either, so you're like surprising me with this. So you're a superhero is what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know it. You know it. So so what uh, happened? Which one you want first? Oh, well, you, dude, you got you, you said you saved the life. I got to know about that. The fire, is, uh, I suppose, I guess that's what you saved them from. No, no, separate incident. Oh, my goodness. So. In the, as the bus turns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, the, the Coronado Springs, that wasn't that big. That wasn't really that big of a deal. I pulled into, uh, I pulled off of uh, Bear Island Road on the way to, uh, uh, Coronado Springs, pulling the auxiliary gate, and all of a sudden the steering is impossible to turn with steering. Well, you've you've driven a big truck before, and you know when the power steering goes out, it's like uh, yeah, put your foot up on the dashboard and yank on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practically impossible to yeah. turn. So all of a sudden I knew there was something seriously wrong with it, but uh, I looked, and there wasn't any alarms going off, and usually alarms go off at the drop of a hat. But I looked up, the light was on for the hydraulic fluid, so I knew something had to happen with the power steering. So I made it up to the first stop at Coronado's, which is, bizarrely enough, stop two. We go two, three, four, one. So you figure that out. I don't know. Yeah, that's but another anyway. Disney genius that we can all yeah, speak of. There you go. Uh, so I pulled into two, and uh, I let the guests off. And I, at this point, I'm thinking, well, uh, the guests that were getting off there, I'm thinking, well, I can make it through the rest of Coronado, and then I'll drive over to the uh, mechanic shed at VM South. And uh, so I, I, I put the bus down. People got off. And then all of a sudden I started seeing smoke coming from the back of the bus. And I quickly decided everybody needs to get off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we'll not be, uh, we'll not be uh, 
uh, cruising the rest of the way through. So I got everybody off the bus safely and uh, looked in the back, and, yeah, it was smoking pretty good. And so I cut the engine off, called in. Um, they asked me if I thought I could drive it around the corner just to park it, you know, to get it out of the load zone. Yeah, I think I can do that. So I got it, you know, 100 feet out of the load zone and into the parking lot. And uh, by that time, it was gushing fluid out the back. So it didn't catch on fire, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't that far away from it. (laughs) How old of a bus was this one? Was one of the old, old ones or one of the newer ones? Uh, One of the newer ones. I mean, they run everywhere from about 20 years old to about two or three years old. And I think this is probably four or five. Oh, okay. So the the old dinosaurs are better, you're saying, John. I'm just kidding with you. But I I have noticed, like, when you're driving a big truck like that or, or something happens with your steering, sometimes, and you probably notice, but I'm just saying for everybody else and tell me if I'm wrong, sometimes if you tap the brakes as you're trying to turn, it will also help you turn. The brake, if you touch the brakes a little bit, it helps the wheels turn. But you can't go back and forth. you got to pick which way you're going to go and then do that. Have you done this before? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, once it started smoking, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere anyway. No. So, yeah. Yeah. The uh, one of the line first. And so there was uh, basically uh, hydraulic fluid all over the uh, engine compartment. So just a bad idea. So. No, very sad. And what was how did you save a life, John? Well, let's see. Uh, so I pulled into a load zone, Pop Century. I'm picking up at Animal Kingdom to go to Pop Century and a. Uh, the, I, I think the euphemism that people use nowadays is a poo-sized individual. Uh, this guy had passed poo-sized and went right to Baloo. Uh, he was big man. He, he was a big fella, and uh, he was. Let in, me put it what? this way: he wasn't able to ride Space Mountain. Probably, <laughs> he was not getting on Space Mountain okay. or Mission Space, or yeah. certainly not Mission Space. Or or. or the last one that I got motion sick on, Flight of Passage, when they had oh, it, no. they put oh, no, the no, no, no. they put the booster on for my man on that one, and he still couldn't. They still couldn't get him on. There was like two of the cast members trying to squeeze that belt on this man, and he could not get on. So yeah, go ahead. yeah, this guy, he he definitely wasn't getting on that. Uh, but no, I stopped, and uh, he was sitting all the way back. He had the seat in his ECV reclined all the way or uh, set all the way back. And so I put the bus down, put the ramp down, and he started up the ramp. And as he did, I guess one of the struts holding his seat kind of broke or bent. Oh, and goodness. so he fell, yeah, he fell back a little bit farther. And so all the weight, his weight plus the battery's weight in the ECV were on the back of the, of the ECV. And, and this course, is a scooter, so people that don't know what an ECV is, it's yeah, a scooter. Yeah, 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 a big scooter. And so no weight on the front of that scooter, a lot of weight on the back of that scooter, going up a ramp. Evil Knievel time. (laughs) And it does a wheelie and starts to flip, and he's going ass over tea kettle. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and his his son panics, and I jumped jumped and grabbed the front of it and right at the pitch of it and pulled it back down. And fortunately enough, I'm a hefty enough fellow to, to pull it back down. And, well, you uh, got a it, low center of gravity, John. Is there what you, you have. go. There you go. And I got it evenly, uh, evenly balanced, and he was able to to finish and get it back up the thing. But yeah, he was he was close to just flipping that thing and it coming crashing down on top of it. Oh, jeez. So I don't know. I don't know if I saved his life, but I certainly saved his day. You saved yeah. a few, you know, minor. You you at the very least saved a few injuries on the poor guy. There you go. And there a rough go. start to a day. Yeah, and he was, 
incredibly grateful. So I had to shake my hand and he, he you know, uh, I love uh, guests. They're, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call in and, and tell him what a great cast member you are. And uh, yeah, not, <laughs> it never happened, but yeah, I appreciate well, the sentiment anyway. So. Well, you're right. And it, it, first of all, let me get this straight. Evil Knievel kids, for anybody younger than me and John, which most of you probably yeah, are, right. he was a stuntman back in the day that used to jump. He jumped the Snake River Canyon with a member of a little spaceship type rocket, yep. a little yep. rocket. He used to jump cars on his cycle, and he's known to break more bones than probably anybody in the history of our world, right, John? From all these stunts that he's done. Yeah, I, th- I think so, and I think that was my uh, that was my favorite toy from about I think four to about seven. I had that evil Knievel cycle, and you could make him you could uh, roll him back and let him go, and he jumped stuff, you know. Dude, uh, I had many of them, and I had the actual rocket, and I still have it. It's upstairs. My mo- my grandmother. Or my mom. I forget who bought it for me as a little kid. I think it was my grandma. And it's the rocket, and it's actually a radio built into it, John. Well, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's a little AM, FM radio. It's upstairs. It's all red, white, and blue because that's what he was, you know, oh, yeah. all his stuff. So I remember when he jumped that Snake River Canyon. when uh, Back back when I was uh, just, uh, what is it, maybe six, seven years old, John, about 100 years ago. <laughs> me hide or grasshopper. Yes. But you are right, though. It was nice this week. I'm running a new job down in Atlantic City. And like you were saying, how they tell you they're going to say something nice but never do. Yep. I actually had the general foreman come up to me and tell me uh, uh, the job is running great and the rooms look better because it's a big re- – it's, it's a nursing home that's been there probably 67 years. They're remodeling the building. And you know, when when walls are 67 years old, you touch them up. You can only do so much with them. You know what I'm saying, John? But they came through. The owners and the main bosses came through and said, "What a wonderful! They, the rooms look better than they ever thought they were going to be." So the guy, this big boss, came up to me to tell me that, and it's, I was almost, I almost fell over because, and I thanked him for it because you're so used to like you're being told when you're doing a bad job, you don't even know how to react when they're telling you you're doing a good one. So call in and praise the cast members when they do good. So yeah, yeah. Prime example of that was when I was working at Hagen Dazs. I remember we went to a big sales meeting down in Tampa, and we're all sitting there. And the general manager for the region he gets up and he goes, "Guys, I want to say what a fantastic job you've done this past season. You've raised uh, the sales have gone up 12 percent. Unfortunately, we want to get 20. So it was I mean, <laughs> a, what backhanded a backhanded compliment. Free, yeah, it's like God Almighty, they're, they're just never happy. No. So. Well, the happiest I felt was when that lady that I became pretty good friends with, the uh, bakery manager over uh, Riverside that runs all the – she was in charge of the food court area. Renee, I think her name was. This has been a few years. Remember I told you it was my – it's actually been 12 years ago because it was my mother-in-law's 75th birthday in February. And uh, when I – after she helped me so much get the cake and all because we had the dinner at the Brown Derby and it was a wonderful time and this cake they made was beautiful. I told the story that – Brenda and mom ate the cake the whole way home together in the back of the car. <laughs> it was that good. Like, we took it home with us, if you follow me. And uh, But I kept calling in to praise her. And then she actually called me back to tell me she got a promotion. And she thinks it was, the, deci- the decision was between her and somebody else. And she's she called me up to say that she thinks it was my multiple phone calls that might have gave her the edge. And I was like, I don't care what it was. I'm just so pleased you got it. I don't want any. You were phenomenal. But 
like, it, it made me feel good that I took the time to make her feel good, if you understand what I'm saying. And you should, because everybody wants to call. Like, it's so nice even with people I book trips for when they call you a week or two they got home and tell you how great it was. They can't wait to call you to say, well, Magical Express was late. When I got there, my room wasn't ready. I didn't know that my room wouldn't be ready till 3 or 4. You always get those those comments. You know what I'm saying, John? Oh, Absolutely. It, it's, it's so much easier to com, to complain than it is to say something nice about somebody. So, oh, 100%. And, that's the, and unfortunately, that's what you remember. I mean, you, you really have to think harder to remember the good things. And uh, But, boy, if somebody st- does something wrong to you, that sticks in your crawl, and you remember that. So. Well, I actually asked for a manager yesterday, John. I was at, at ShopRite, and my wife gave me, like, a list of eight miles long. She cooked a wonderful chicken uh, I forget the name, Chicken Primavera or whatever. She made homemade last night. It was phenomenal, but I had to get a million ingredients. Well, with the, with the way things are right now, you know, a lot of the shelves are kind of empty because we have like 100 boats sitting off the coast. I hope they get unloaded soon, John. <laughs> all of our, we're, we're missing a lot of stuff in construction. But I couldn't find grapeseed oil. And usually they have four or five different options and they only had one but this guy eric he ended up coming down the aisle he i looked multiple times we ended up i ended up finding it because it was on the opposite side but it was so nice after i asked him and he told me where it was he came over he stood with me for like 10 15 minutes looking for this john because he said we have eight in stock it's saying but anyway he went out of his way and stood there with me i thanked him again as i walked by then i was going out the door i grabbed the manager and told him your your guy went above and beyond to help me and i really appreciate it like what it take me five minutes john he spent 15 minutes with me and not even five minutes took me five seconds and that probably hopefully it did something good for that kid you know if not if nothing else it's nice to it's just nice to get a good word for somebody out there yeah yeah and and he like when i went by him and waved to him and said thanks again eric it was like you could see the smile on his face you know i mean he was a good kid it really i I like to see kids work that hard john i really do there you go there you go so but, and then what was the third thing? Who wants to be a fruit, John? <laughs> so, so you know, I'm, I'm taking kids and uh, adults to the Halloween party this past couple of weeks. And so every once in a while, I'll be doing the Magic Kingdom run. You'll have the, the whole family dressed up as the Incredibles. You'll see kids dressed up. You know, That is awesome, John. That's probably the great part of being a boss. Like, yeah, things like yeah, that is what makes cool it costume. special. Yep. And you'll see kids dressed up from you know the fantasy stuff so you'll see a lot of a lot of princesses a lot of pirates a lot of knights and stuff like that and occasionally uh, you'll see the the more uh kids that are grounded uh, they want to be a doctor they want to be a a uh, you know nobody ever dresses as an attorney nobody wants to be a lawyer do they? Uh, no i mean <laughs> but maybe i'll doctor. dress as a bus driver john and i can get yeah, on your hey, bus there you go yeah a doctor a surgeon you know all kinds of interesting things so uh but this one little girl, she got on, and her and her family, they weren't going to the Magic Kingdom. They were going to Hollywood Studios. And she got on at Saratoga Springs, the first stop there at uh, uh, Grandstand. And so through the entire Saratoga Springs, all five stops, and then all the way over to Saratoga or to Hollywood Studios, she sat behind me in a sing-song voice, very, uh, very loud. She sang, I want to be an apple. I want to be an apple. I want to, and it's as if her parents told her she is not going to dress as an apple for Halloween, but she <laughs> was going to be an apple, and that's all there was to it. So. And what an was apple. she dressed as? Uh, she wasn't dressed. I mean, oh, okay. She was just going to Hollywood Studios, but I, okay. I'm not sure 
if she was talking about her Halloween costume or she just really wanted to be an apple. <laughs> so. Oh, that's hysterical. And that's cool that you do get to see all those costumes. It was my buddy Joey was down there last week that I work with, and his daughter, Briar Rose, she's so beautiful. She's an adorable little thing. And she's lucky. She's grown up to – She's gonna she's gonna be at Disney more times than me and you've been combined by the time she's 20 years old, John, because they go so many times a year. But she dresses up like princess. She has a different princess outfit for every day, John. And oh, she, very very nice. Yep, they, they really are into it. His wife loves it, and they're DVC owners. And they uh, she, he was sending me pictures. And the one day they were at Skipper's Canteen eating lunch at the Magic Kingdom. Or a lunch, a late lunch, or early dinner, and Joey sends the picture to me, and I guessed it right away. And he it was he was kind of shocked that I got it right away. And the reason I knew it was with the beer on the table and the kind of beer it was, because he didn't give away much, just the food. I guessed it right away when I knew they were in the Magic Kingdom, because where else do you really get alcohol in the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, there's only a couple of spots, only the sit-down restaurants. Yes, yeah. and the one that the beer that he had was like a jungle. You know what I'm saying, one of those themes. But she kind was of saying, a tropical. Yeah. "Yep," and she's in her little uh, princess outfit, saying, "Hey, Mr. Dog, I had some of the best mac and cheese I've ever had here at Disney World. It was really cute, John. It was adorable. Very, very nice. It was adorable. But uh, yeah, I, I picked up a group at Coronado one time going to the Halloween party, and and so they were the perfect ages. So mom was Mr. Incredible, mom was Mrs. Incredible, or Miss Incredible, whatever she is. Uh, the girl was a, a teenage girl, and you could tell she was fully into uh, Disney. She was all about uh, dressed up. Even though she was a teenager, she's all about getting dressed up and that little baby Jack-Jack. The only one that looked miserable, like, I can't believe I'm doing this, was the 12-year-old boy that was dressed up as Dash. Uh, he just, he was not digging it. <laughs> nah, well, he's probably the one that, as soon as he turns 18, is not going to go to Disney no more. Probably 16, 17, he'll stay home. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I had one of those. So. Yeah. yeah, well, he's back now. Yep. He's back now. So, didn't, uh, we want to wish our wonderful friend Carmen. She had a birthday this week. So, ha- yesterday, I think, happy birthday, Carmen. So, it, and Carmen and Brian actually are the sponsors of this segment of the show. So, uh, happy uh Happy birthday, and uh, we're going to talk support. And also, Tommy and Judith happy, had an anniversary last week, so happy anniversary to our two wonderful friends. I meant to say it yeah. on the show last week to them, John. A happy anniversary to them guys, and Carmen will have to tell us how it feels to be 30, 30 years old, you know? I mean, yeah. it must, must be nice. How come the beautiful women of our show keep getting younger and all the men keep getting older? I don't get it, John. Yeah, it's something to do in the water. So last week, John, uh, now that we're into the sports segment of the show, I end up beating Sean Duffy 137 to 88. Uh, our buddy Tommy Lee continues to be six and zero oh now. He's won. He won 130 to 95 over Mr. Hamilton. Oh, your bu- your your boy knocked off Evan. Poor Evan's having. He's one of the highest scorers with the worst record. It's sad. <laughs> Your boy beating 127, 123. Every game he's in, too, is within five points. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. He loses three, four, five points every freaking time he take, takes a loss. So. Your beautiful wife now is five and one. Those ordinary little stitches, Stormers. One, she won 138 to 112 over Monorail Bob. Oh, she's rather proud of that, too. Uh, she should rub it in. Uh, Duckburg Ducks beat 
uh, our buddy Aaron Ryan, 116-50. to 50. He had a bad week. Pat Gennetti knocked you off. That creep. I'm telling you. He, he's 5-1 and one now, too. He beat you 165-123. to 123. And the beautiful Judith won 135 over 120 to our buddy Bangers and Mash over Mr. Watt. So it's an interesting season. So I play the undefeated Boma Bombers this week. Ooh, showdown. I think the Riverside Raiders owes him a, be- a beating, don't you think, John? Hey, well, we, we can try. You can try. So it's going to be running that pretty well. It's going to be a very competitive game. Our points per game are exactly the same. But if you look at this league, I, I think everybody hates me, John. They, they managed to have a good week against you. Is that what you're telling me? Right, let me put it to you this way. Let me let me show you something here. Let me find this. Okay. Standings. Riverside Raiders, right? The closest person that I have had 842 points scored against me. The closest person to me is 771, which is you, John. So us two who do this show, who take the time every week to help these beautiful people out, every time they play me or you, they want to kill us. You know, it's like taking down the bully. We get their best game every week. We're, we're number one and number two, so they come out and they, they beat us up every week. Yes, exactly. Like, look at this. Tommy is 6-0. and He scored 763 points, but he's only had 569 scored against him. He's had 200 points less scored against him. Okay? Now, Tommy has scored 763 points for the year. I have scored 761 points for the year. <laughs> so we're identical. When you, I mean, that's almost identical. Two points. Yeah, but two points. I've had 300 more points scored against me, so everybody hates me more than Tommy. So my, you have to admit, my complaint is legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're getting everybody's best game, and it looks like they're they're taking Tommy too lightly. Is what? Yes. That's what we're hearing. Yeah, so. I think. Well, I think it's something to do with those New England rules, though. They get up there. You know what I'm okay. saying, John? All right. You're only allowed to score. So there's only so many penalty flags thrown against them. You know what I'm saying? But I think I owe him this week. We got to knock. We got to get him off his high horse up there, John. <laughs> so, but anyway, no. All kidding aside, good luck today, Tom. I hope we have. A, it's going to be a good game. And you want to know? It was like picked as 50-50 when the week started. You know, they know how to give you who they think's going to win. Yeah. It yeah. was actually 50-50, Daddy. So. Anywho, I'm excited, and my beautiful, my friend Carol and her brother actually flew out there. They're out in out in Oakland. I mean, Oakland. Listen to me. I said L.A. Oakland. They're out in Las Vegas this week to see the Eagles play the Raiders, John. They, oh, they, they're in brand new stadium. So yeah, that, that ought to be nice. Yep, they're my brother and sister friend. They they travel together everywhere. They do trips all over. The, they go all over the country. They're both big sports fans. And they watch the Phillies and Eagles play everywhere. So, oh, that's very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. They usually set up most of their vacations around one of those games. So, oh, John, I was watching a bunch of things. My wife goes to me today. I was watching some news on, on the interwebs, as they like to call it, on YouTube this morning. And uh, they were talking about Animal Kingdom making changes to Dinorama and all that area. And primeval, horrible world being taken apart and all that stuff. And they mentioned, since Joe Rody's been gone, my wife goes, when did Joe Rody retire? <laughs> I said, uh, about a year or so ago. And 
basically everything I've been reading is more and more that he didn't like the direction of the company, so that's why he stepped aside, which a lot of us in the Disney universe, not you, John, but a lot of us, you know, with Iger and Chapik is not very happy. But one thing I will say we're happy about is uh, it looks like that whole land possibly is going to go away over there. Everything but dinosaurs. That would be uh, excellent. That's uh, always been the eyesore, I think, at Animal Kingdom. So. Yeah, me and Brenda were watching it this morning. And, like, I to this day, and I know we keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, but, like, everything Walt stand for, the whole reason that whole Disneyland ever became was because of that crappy carnival atmosphere. Am I wrong, John? You know, and, and to a certain extent, you can almost say the same thing about Boardwalk. Uh, because it, it, it has some of the not-so-savory elements that you would consider from a carnival, too. But I think it's done better. I think it, it, and it, and it matches, I think, the, uh, the actual theme of the resort better. Uh, but, yeah, Dino-Rama is pretty much exactly a fair and fair ride. No, and, and the boardwalk has a, a beauty to it. It's the way it's designed. It has, like, it, it's kind of honoring, like, the 1930s, 1940s of the boardwalk in Atlantic City. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm getting aggravated because my dog is playing musical chairs in and out of the room. I keep closing the door, and he keeps coming back in and knocking it open. But, no, there's a certain charm to the beauty of the boardwalk. I mean, it's designed on, you know, after – Atlantic City's boardwalk era, but the the, the and and but that Dino Land is like everything that he did not want. I mean everything. Like he didn't. He sat there at Carnival saying, "I don't. Ha- I'm not having a good time with my kids." Am I wrong? Yep, pretty much. And and to what you were saying about boardwalk, I mean, I, I started watching Boardwalk Empire on HBO just because of the the beauty of comparing that to the Boardwalk Resort. Yeah. And there are so many similar. You can see so much of that. Uh, resort in the in the show it's it's really cool from like the sedan chairs yeah you know where the people would sit and get pushed to the the yeah. way that the boards fit together on on the boardwalk itself and and so yeah yeah i mean the the show itself isn't great it's not bad but it's not great but man it's really cool just to watch the the elements that you see at the boardwalk so. No, I uh, I love the boardwalk area. I hate Dinorama area. <laughs> and and a lot of the rumors are there might be an announcement this year at D23. If not, it'll be next year's. But I'm hoping something comes up now that they're tearing it apart because I think it said that that area alone is over a couple of acres. That's some prime real estate in the animal kingdom to have nobody really go to it. Sure would like to see Australia, and that would fit in so, uh, so well with the uh... – uh, the Finding Nemo uh, theater attraction right there, since that's set on the Great Barrier Reef. So how about Australia right there? Uh, any of that would be good. One of the rumors is is they'll turn that into the whole Pixar area of uh, animals, the Pixar animals with Up, and like you're saying with Nemo, like incorporate all the animals of Pixar in that area. Okay. Which I'd be fine. I'd be fine with anything but that. And then I just wonder, will they keep? Dino, I mean, dinosaur the same, or they, will they give that a change and keep those ride vehicles? Because I'm sure they could do that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same ride system as Indiana Jones in California, so you could pretty much design any type of attraction around that if you wanted to. Yeah, what would, I mean, I'm trying to think what a good Pixar ride would be to put in there, but I love dinosaur, but I would, I would allow dinosaur to be changed for the greater good, if you follow me, John, to get rid of that whole area. 
Yeah, the only thing I wouldn't care about that is is it would all be fantasy make-believe animals instead of, like, real animals. Yeah. And I'd like to see real animal exhibits over there. So. Well, maybe you could do the best of both worlds. Maybe you can incorporate both. Maybe in each area that they create, you have some live animals in that area of the cartoon kind and incorporate the two. Uh, maybe it'll get some fish around Nemo, John. Real ones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know, but anything's better than what it is because literally we walked right, we go right back there, get on Dinosaur, and leave as fast as we possibly can. Do you do you ever hang out over there? Uh, No, I think when JJ was young, we would uh, obviously uh, carnival games are part of child growing up. So And, on, and we never go to uh, fairs. Uh, or carnivals around us. I mean, why would I go to a fair when I have Disney World 40 miles away? So uh, we never go to the Central Florida Fair or the Florida Fair or any of that crap. So uh, when we go out here, uh, Lisa would want to play a game for, or something and win him a prize. So. No, that's, that's fine. the only reason. Yeah, so. yeah, see us with the guide kids and all that stuff going down, like they had no interest in it because we have the real thing here in the Ocean City and Wildwood, and we would go down to the boardwalk to have those games, which oh, is yeah. – that times a thousand like that's all it is is games and t-shirt shops and pizza places on the boardwalk if you and funnel cake uh, yeah, you know basically daytona beach yeah it's the same thing yeah so that's what you know so they had no interest in that either when we got down there they were more let's do some good stuff <laughs> not we can get yeah, this yeah. junk at home and our junk at home is better than this junk so uh but now speaking of new junk new permits filed for project d G in World Celebration at Epcot. What is Project G, John? I don't know. Let's find out. Disney has filed new construction permits for work on the remaining areas of Epcot's World Celebration. Part of Project G, the permit covers foundation work on the former Innovations West building in the area of Old Club Cool. Permit is a description of Project D 217 Foundations. Interestingly, the permit references a location with its old name of Pasta Piazza, which closed in 2001. Uh, this permit is assigned to Long Disney Time contractor, the Whitney Tuner, Tuner Contracting Company, a partner that typically works on major construction in, at the world. The general area was to become home to the new elevated festival center table, which was scrapped during a reevaluation of the project. It remains unclear which will take shape in a place in the area, but Disney has said it will be a festival area with details to come. So they, the creation shop and Club Cool now open. All attention is on completing the food and beverages areas, journey of water, and reopening the central spine of Epcot. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see uh, what this does become. They they cut off some of the money because Chapik bought that mansion out in California, so they couldn't afford it, Johnny. Yeah, is that what it was? That's what I'm. That's the story I'm I'm creating. You know, that's all we do in this world now is create fake stuff. So why not I start some, right, John? Yeah, uh, uh, Disney's very Marius after hours. Second night sells out for Disney's very Marius after hours at the Magic Kingdom. You have any interest in this all at all, John? Uh, right now, I can't even afford to go to the park on a free day, so no, I won't be going to any of these parties. So no, 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 no. And the cheapest is 169, so <laughs> I think that's a little out of my budget this year. That's uh, out of my budget. Uh, Holy moly. Uh, that's about that's out of a lot of people's budgets. Yeah, well, Boy, there's a lot of parties. Yeah, especially after the, the original down payment. You know what I'm saying? Disney's very Marius After Hours is sold out second night of the 2021 season on November 11th. 
Uh, November 9th and 11th are the cheapest nights available, priced at 169 Holy crap. Look at the prices on the 21st of uh, December. I mean... $249. Take a, take a, a family of four to that. How did this go, John, from sixty-nine dollars to two hundred forty-nine? Like within a blink. I mean, pre-pandemic, wasn't it? Five years. Yes, yeah. I mean, four or five years. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing to people, man? I mean, this is ridiculous. They don't. I, my godson finally called me to book a trip, and I feel he wants to take the ki- grandkid, the kids down, and they're asking me where to stay and all. I, I, they, well, I helped them. Yeah, I'm going to help them, but I, I, they're not going to believe the the pricing when it's done. For, they have three kids, John. There's five of them. First trip. What, stay in a, at Pop Century. What do you think it's going to cost for a week? You know what I'm saying? Woof. Uh, yeah, woof is right. But anyway, yeah. November 8th is 189 which isn't sold out yet. But November 9th is 169 11th is 169 Then you go to 12th and 14th, 189 Then it goes back to 169 Then it goes up to 189 Then it's 229 for two days. Then 209 209 <laughs> So, I mean, this is the bullshit. And I don't care. Give me an F rating or whatever. But this is the bullshit that I talk about when I'm booking trips. It's like, slow dog, yeah. Uh, we're going down November 19th to the 30th. Uh, I want to I go to the party. Well, if you go on the 19th, it's 189. But if you go on the 21st, it's 229. What's the difference? Nothing. It's just they they they, they say they can charge you that, so they're gonna do it to you. You get nothing extra for if like if my grandkids, if my godson just went for that, the extra twenty dollars, that's an extra hundred bucks, and I gotta tell him you get absolutely nothing for that hundred dollars. Am I wrong? That's just the day. It just is the day. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and then 249 on the 19th and the 21st. I mean, and I don't even know what you get for this, John. I don't know. From what I read in the description of the parties, you don't get as much stuff as or there was not a, as much entertainment as there was for the older versions. So you're paying more for less stuff. So, yeah, I don't I don't understand why people are even doing it. No, I, I mean, it, it is crazy. And then you got other shows out there. That I listen to are telling you what a great deal this is, John. I mean, the ticket for a four-hour Disney very, very after hours will grant admission to the Magic Kingdom Park as early as 7 p.m. So, again, all the people that are already paid for the day get screwed because these people are going to come in on top of you and take over. They're going to go watch the fireworks and push you back because they can't go on any rides for two hours. So they're going to go in front of the castle and take all the best viewing spots. Wouldn't you agree with me on that, John? I would guess. Yeah. Or they're going to go get dinner and hang out, and you won't be able to have a meal. But anyway, uh, they get in at 7 p.m., giving you the opportunity to experience the 50th anniversary Disney Enhanced Fireworks and Minnie Mickey's wonderful Christmas time fireworks on the same night. So you get to see both fireworks, and the people that paid 130 or $120-some dollars a day get screwed out of fireworks spots. Along with the return of the parade and the fireworks for the event, there will also be a holiday overlays to the Jungle Cruise and Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. I've seen Jungle Cruise. I've never seen Monsters, Inc. Have you, John? No, I didn't know they had a holiday overlay for that. Mm -mm, Me neither. They just gave the dates. I'll give them again. These are in November 8, 9, 11, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19, 21, 23, 28, and 30. So basically half the month almost. And then December 2nd, 3rd, 5, 7, 9, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17, 19, and 21. 
Pricing has increased from what we have seen from the after hours boo bash. The boo bash was 129 to 199. So these ones, yeah, that we're going to start at 169 to 249. The holiday event adds additional hours along with the parade and fireworks. Pricing for the very merry Christmas party in 2019, just in 2019, John, was 199 to 139. They went up $111, and the minimum they went up $70, John. For for what? Uh, this is the full lineup: Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Parade, Mickey's. Minnie's wonderful Christmas fireworks, holiday attraction overlays. You'll get to see them if you don't do this, John. They're not. Do you think they're putting their overlays on right before the show park? Uh, people come in the park. No, the Jingle Crew starts uh, when the party starts. So, yep, and they run all day. Yeah. So. Enjoy complimentary snacks like ice cream, novelties, and popcorn, seasonal treats, and select bottled water beverage bottle beverages, especially holiday. Specialty holiday food and drinks will also be available for purchase. Disney Photo Pass will offer magic shot throughout the night. You get to see snowfall on Main Street. Sighting, sightings of Disney characters. You don't even get to meet them like you used to back in the day. You only get a and sighting of them. By the way, don't eat the snow. No, don't eat the snow. Very good, John. Uh, after, our, after the park closes, day guests enjoy less time waiting in line for more than 20 minutes in attraction, including favorites, Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Dumbo, Peter Pan, and Space Mountain, and more. And I don't think everything is even open at that night. So I, I just don't, I don't, I can't even see me paying even $170 per person. I mean, it would not be worth $340 for me and Brenda after already going to the parks for the week, would it you? No, I can't imagine who it's really worth. I mean, other than you just want it instead of a park day, if you're going to go to this and then plan on lower crowds, I guess that's who they're appealing to because people are buying it. Obviously, I mean, it's that one night sold two of those nights sold out already. So, I mean, I, I guess people are planning their trip around going to this and then uh, using that as their their day at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, well. I don't know. It's just, it just, I mean, it's just crazy how much, I mean, a hundred hours in one year. I mean, one year of it coming back. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't even justify that. Like, I mean, what would that be like? A hundred percent price raise. I mean, I, I couldn't see me being out a hundred percent price raise my prices over a year, John. Yeah. That's like double on your price. And you, you, you paid a, well, it'd be like paying uh uh, 309 for gas this morning and I go home this afternoon and 618 so. yeah well dude from your lips to God's ears please don't let that happen because there's a strong <laughs> possibility it could uh, they're paying uh, seven dollars in California yeah I won't be working at Disney I can guarantee you that I'm, I'm getting close to that point now so yeah. it, it's just I mean it, it's gonna it's gonna wipe me out I, I drive too far so yep. hey dude I'm working about the same distance you are in mileage now with my Atlantic City job every day so yeah. I feel your pain. And you're paying more up there, I'm sure. Yeah. New Jersey's always going to be higher than Florida. So. I never paid more than, to fill my tank, 22 to $25 in my little Kia. Uh, at, at the quarter tank now, I'm at $35. At this, yeah. the $10 fill more. So you're talking I'm an extra, you know, $60, $70 a month just in gas? It's not. Yeah, I, I have to fill up every other day. 
uh, I can get four trips and then it gets down to a quarter tank. So, and it's running, it was like it's 18, $20. Now it's 28 to 30. Yep. So yeah, $10 every more. And so that's, that's, it's more like 30, $35 more a week for me. So you're talking about 150 bucks a month almost. Yep. It's, it's crazy, John. It really is. And, and, the sad part is it isn't just that. Like, I went food shopping yesterday. I spent 445 hours on food shopping. Yeah, the, we do the same. The same amount of food that about, I don't know, a year or so ago, I would have paid maybe $200 for. I mean, yeah, it, I, it, I bought napkins, paper towels, napkins, paper towels, and toilet paper yesterday at Target, and it was over $40. And it was a yeah, six-pack yeah. of paper towels, two-pack of napkins, and, and toilet paper. And it was over forty dollars. It, it yep. but keep those boats off the coast. We don't need them, and we don't need any jobs here in this country. Keep importing everything, don't you? That's my that's my yeah. motto. Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, we finally got a raise last month, and it's gone. Yeah. I mean, what's the matter? I mean, so what? I got a raise, so everything costs more. It doesn't. It, there's no, it's no balancing this out. So everything, everything, it's ridiculous right now. Uh, first price, first price increases come to Disney Genie Lightning Lane individual attraction purse. This is what the hell, John? <laughs> How they raising prices? Didn't it just start? You got me, buddy. You want to read that one? Sure. The first round of price changes have taken effect for most of the most uh, new Lightning Lane attractions at Walt Disney World that are not included with Disney Genie Plus. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railroad has increased by two to ten dollars. Avatar Flight of Passage has increased from three to fourteen. At Epcot, both Frozen Ever After and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure have increased by two to eleven. And finally, at Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain is up by two to nine, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is up by two to twelve. Disney said during the announcement of Disney Genie that prices will vary by date, attraction, and park, so the price changes are not unexpected. It still sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 blank and ridiculous, dude. It really is. And and you want to know something that one of the dude, uh, what's his name, the guy uh, from over to Diz Unplugged, uh, the producer, uh, what the hell is his name, the redheaded guy. Uh, he uh, was, a, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I forget his name right now. Uh, but anyway, he went and spent the day there to show you how the Disney Genie works and yeah. put in all his information and everything. And everybody's saying, like, it plans your day for you, but it's telling you to go on, like, if you, just for me, it would tell me to go on the teacups, the magic carpet ride of Aladdin, go see Phil Her Magic. It would never give you to go to Seven Dwarfs. It doesn't help you do any of the major attractions. It's basically only helping you do the ones you already could do anyway. So what's it, what, what help is it? Yeah, it's it's trying to even the crowds out, and that's that's what uh, uh, when they redid fast passes for a bunch of attractions that didn't need fast passes, that, and then you had to choose them. That's what they were trying to do with that. I mean, Doug, did you ever ten years ago? Did you ever need a fast pass for Spaceship Earth? No, never. No. It, so and and to put a fast pass in there, it was ridiculous in the first place. So yeah, I mean they purposely did that to try to even crowds out. And, I, I don't know. It's Dude, getting incredibly frustrating. The, the Disney geniuses to be and all the knuckleheads that follow them. Like, I swear, there's some Disney fans. If if Disney created a bridge in the park and all the and the big ops walked and fell off with a parachute but and they were told for all the others to follow it out, they would jump right off behind them. Just agree with everything they say. 
to have Fast Pass at Haunted Mansion, Spaceship Earth, and any ride that all, keeps loading is a waste of time because all it does is slow it down. When you're like Haunted Mansion, the only thing that slows that down is when it has to keep combining lanes. Am I wrong? Or there's somebody that that needs to stop if they're in a wheelchair or something like that. They then it yep. does stop. But besides yep. that, it runs continuously. Spaceship Earth. If they didn't have fast pass and, and, and had to keep combining line, it would never stop. Wouldn't it move the idea of those rides were to continually to non stop load people, am I wrong? People eaters, omnimovers. I mean yeah. that was the idea behind them was that you loaded a lot of people in, you lot load a lot of people out. Um, and you're defeating the purpose of it by, by putting fast pass in there. Yeah. I like, understand I understand an attraction like uh, Soren or uh, uh, Avatar Flight of Passage where yes. it takes a while to, to load people in. That makes sense. But getting on Pirates of the Caribbean, you, you fill a row and you sit down. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, it's, it's, uh, it defeats the purpose, but nobody wants to see it that way. And, and I swear, there's a report out there, too, that uh, a lot of people have been going on these rides, and Disney has drastically have increased the wait times to, to promote more people buying the Lightning Lane. They've had people out there, and I'm not going to really get into who, but I've watched certain things, and they have sent them out there to just get on the rides and look at the wait times. And we've always known that a 40-minute wait usually means 30 minutes, 25. Am I wrong, John? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now they're putting two-hour wait times or an hour and 40 minutes or whatever, and it's actually like half the amount of time. They're like so now they're saying that they think Disney is actually putting out false times to make people want to go purchase the Lightning Lane more. Well, so, if, that, if that's true, then it's a rumor that will uh, pay dividends to people like me and you. Yeah. I mean, because uh, a lot of people go buy the Lightning Lane when they really don't need it. Because if it says 55 minutes and I wait 20, yeah. I, should I go tell everybody? Yeah, probably. But <laughs> yeah. I might just get back in line. But so. <laughs> that is a little sneaky for them to, if they are doing that. But I mean, they've always done that, like you said, and and part of the reason is because if it says 55 minutes and you wait 30, are you complaining? No. No, you're happy. The idea is to keep you happy. Yeah. And if it says 30 minutes and you're waiting 55, are you happy? No. No, you're going to flip out. You're mad. You're angry, and you're going to complain. Yeah, it's how we're always going to overestimate. It's how we started the show. You're always going to (laughs) be exactly. But now it's like they're even extending it out a little further, and because there's another story that's saying. Disney Genie means more time on your phone. Just what we need. More time on our phone in the parks. Just stay home if you're going to be on your phone the whole time. Disney Genie means more time on the phone. And Disney is now adding more of our friends over at Fuel Rod Charging Stations to the parks, John. And now these Fuel Rods that used to be free, they recharge you to fill them now. Isn't it? They, they have a little charge now, don't they, Johnny? I don't know. I haven't used one in in a long time, but I believe the last time I did do it, it was still free. Yeah. Uh, the intro, introduction to Disney Genie at Walt Disney World means more time on your phone, and as we noted during yesterday's debut, a Genie battery drain will be a problem during your visit to the park. Disney partnered with Fuel Ride back in 2016 to offer the phone battery charger. It's now expanding the number of locations. At Epcot, there are now kiosks at the Imagination Pavilion, the Land Pavilion, Testerag gift shop. That's a lot more. And coming soon at the CEU's Admission uh, Space gift shop. Other locations that include Disney Traders, International Gateway, and Gateway Gifts. The $30 service allows you to purchase a pre-charged fuel rod battery from one of the kiosks around Walt Disney World to recharge for your phone. When the battery is exhausted, you can switch it out to the fuel rod for another fully charged unit at any of the kiosks. Yeah, that's right. I think it went back to nothing because yeah, everybody yeah, complained so, so much. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is a, a great service, Doug. I mean, yes. a, a fantastic service because we were out here one time before they put these in and realized that we had forgotten to, to bring our charger and our cord. And so I went to Target and bought a charger and a cord and spent like $48 yes. on those two items. And then a month later, they put these in, and I'm like, well, that would have made a lot more sense because it comes with a cord and everything. Dude. You spend the $30, you get a battery and a cord and adapters for either an Android or an iPhone. So I have my original fuel rod from 2016, and I have not traded in yet because it's the original fuel rod of 2016. <laughs> and it still works because I just charge it here, you know what I'm saying, before I go. I yeah. can charge yeah, it Yeah, you also have the capability to do that. Yes. You can uh, definitely take them back to your room and charge them yourself. But if you forget, you can stop in the lobby of any of the resorts and, and switch it out so yeah they're fantastic they work great they're a great company and uh you know we've actually uh, spoken to them before and they're a wonderful co- and the product works like i said mine's going on six years old now and it's still working so yeah uh here we go about genie answer to when you can make a second genie lightning lane selection at walt disney world theme parks one of the most asked questions is when can you do this now that Genie Plus is live, we can answer the question after testing in the park today. Before we get on to our secondary selection, your first Genie Plus Lightning Lane selection can be made at 7 a.m. regardless of whether you're staying at a Walt Disney Resort hotel or off-site. This is the easy part, but things can get a little complicated when it comes to the second selection. Suppose your first Lightning Lane Selection is further out than two hours from the park's opening, for example, 2 p.m. In that case, you can make a second lightning lane selection 120 minutes following the official opening time. So basically, two hours after the park opens, you can make your second selection. It's what it's saying. Yeah. Example here, 7 a.m., you book a lightning selection for Haunted Mansion at 2 p.m. in the Magic Kingdom. The park opens at 9, so you're eligible to make a lightning lane selection for the first for the second ride at 11 a.m. This means 11 a.m. you will have to go to Genie Lightning Lane Reservation. Thankful, thankfully, the above, the above scenario is the most complicated, complicated and typically use, usage of Disney Plus Lightning Lane is more straightforward. In most cases, you are eligible for another Genie Lightning Lane. It's even hard to say this. <laughs> Genie Plus Lightning Lane selection as soon. Just call it freaking Fast Pass. As you tap into the Lightning Lane entrance and choose the attraction. If you do not tap into the attraction, you are eligible for another Lightning Lane selection at the end of arrival window for the current selection of two hours after your prior election. Election, it's saying. We elected this. Was made. In short, assuming the park opens at 9 a.m., your latest booking time will be 7 a.m., 11, 1 p.m., 3, 5, 7, and 9. It's it's it it's just another thing of not enjoying the time you're in the park and looking at your phone. Am I wrong? Yeah, it sounds complicated. Uh, you know, uh, I'm getting morning shifts now, so next Sunday I think I'm going to try to give everything a try. I think I'm gonna go make me a reservation for the Magic Kingdom and go over there and see uh, what rides I can actually get on, how long I end up waiting in line, and stuff like that. So we'll give it a test as long as. No, I can't do it today. The Bucks are playing at four. So there are priorities in my life. But, yes. you know, but uh, next week maybe I can give it a shot and get back to you and, and let you know how how it works for a normal person. So Yeah, well, you're not normal, John, but we'll see how it works for you well, anyway. Yeah. I'm just playing with you, buddy. Uh, did you hear about this, John? 
Disney has filed a new permit with South Florida Water Management District for the World Drive redevelopment project at Walt Disney World? No, no. The, oh, I, I think I did hear something. I think the yeah, the new uh, uh, new road's going to go way right, way behind um, uh, the Grand Floridian employee cast member parking lot. So they're changing that road quite a bit. Yes, the World Drive project has been underway for several years, which we all know this has brought new flyovers and roadways. Oh, believe me, you don't know it nearly as much as I know. It. Oh, I, I hear you. I know you know more than me, but we all know it. Uh, the mat. Uh, the World Drive project has been underway for several years and brought new flavors and roadways to improve the traffic passing near the Magic Kingdom and area resorts. The latest fi filing shows the, that Floridian Way will be rerouted across the Oak Trail Golf Course and behind the parking facility of the Grand Floridian Resort. So what they're saying is notable, these this frees up space for land north of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort in very close proximity to the Magic Kingdom. So what they're trying to say is they're thinking that it might be a, a new a new upgrade to the Magic Kingdom, like a, an know. expansion. Yeah, possibly because <laughs> that would be that'd be some property over there by Adventureland and stuff like that. So yeah, it says Disney sparks new interest in Magic Kingdom area resort possibilities this past summer when the simple barrier or fence installed. Near Seven Seas Lagoon suggested that Disney may once again be exploring building on perhaps the most valuable piece to rebuild land. So they're saying they think that they might be rebuilding that spot over there by the poly. You know where I'm talking about, John. Between yeah. The, yep. Between the poly and the contemporary. And then also doing an expansion to the Magic Kingdom with all this. I don't I don't know, Doug, honestly, because I haven't seen any work resume on um the property over between Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge that was supposed to be that DVC resort. And if it seems like if they were going to kick their butts in gear and get something done, they would go back to that project before they started a brand new project. Because that land's already been scrapped and, uh, and you know, kind of they, they had started construction on that. And I don't see anything new happening there yet. So No, I hear you. Well, there's always hope. That's why we do this. That's the positive thing about the show, John, the hope. <laughs> uh, four new restaurants to open at Walt Disney World Reserve, including a new signature restaurant, Amari. I want, I'm looking forward to seeing these, John. Yeah, I passed that. I passed that just a couple hours ago. Um, that How's it look? Resort oh, looks almost done. Uh, the signal, the red light goes live tomorrow, so that's a good indication that they plan on. <laughs> get, they're they're going to start shuttling uh, people, employees back and forth, and that type of stuff. So, yeah, I see. Uh, it's 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 right around the corner. And how long do you have, John? I only got about four minutes, four or five more minutes, and okay. I'll have twenty minutes to eat. So. Okay. Four new restaurant comp concepts were de debuted at Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin expansion at the Reserve. When the tower opens soon, full service restaurant Amari, poolside bar and grill Tangerine, grab and grow grounds, and lobby lounge Star. So they all look really nice, John. I'm looking I'm looking forward to this. Some of the Amari menu highlights include breakfast buffet, breakfast bowl, and a la carte, including eggs, two farm fresh eggs, seared medallions of Angus beef tenderloin sauce, beernese, and a house breakfast potato. Lunch has salads, flatbread entrees, including, including grilled line caught mahi-mahi with lemon, Tuscan kale, and Spanish caper emulsion. 
Uh, dinner appetizers include hearth-fired tiger prawns and charred octopus. You like an octopus, John? I do, indeed. Entrees include sea bass, uh, hand... What is it? Handmade manti dumplings filled with baharat, spiced lamb, cauliflower, roasted eggplant, tomato, and yogurt sauce. So, I'm, I, dude, I love new restaurants coming to the parks. Yeah, all that sounds really good too, and it sounds uh, well with the with the name like tangerine. I'm gonna assume it's gonna be so. It, it says uh, some Mediterranean flavors, so uh, and lamb, uh, a lot of seafood. So yeah, all that sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely it does. I, I mean, I would like to roam over there because it's off the beaten path too, John. I think you could probably – all the restaurants at the Swan and Dolphin are amazing. We've never had a bad meal there. And four more over at the Reserve with this signature. I think it's a way to get off the beaten path that you can still enjoy. Like maybe even – you know how crowded the Springs is right now. You can even get away from there and head over to these resorts and enjoy some good food. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're a bit out of uh... – off the, like you said, off the beaten path, but at the same time, you're you're a simple walk across to the boardwalk area. So you know, a walk across the road right there will put you at Epcot Resorts Boulevard. Will put you right there at uh, uh, the Swan and the Dolphin, and then the boardwalks right there, and back entrance to Epcot. So everything is great. Yeah, uh, they have new Princess and the Frog theme rooms at Pop Century, John. Oh, that's cool. They look really nice. As I was telling my guy, I'll tell you why. I really do. Or my bad. I said Pop Century. My bad. At Port Orleans Riverside, my <laughs> favorite say, resort. I, yeah. I thought they were at Port Orleans. Yeah, I, I screwed up Port, at Port Orleans. But, dude, they look really gorgeous. They really, uh, it's more of a, I don't know, modern look to the to this resort now with the way they redid the rooms. It really looks nice. And they yeah, still have yeah, a ceiling no. fan, John. Well, thank God. Yeah, some of these resorts with no ceiling fans, they drive me nuts. Oh, well, yours was was the poly, but you're staying there, aren't you? No, actually, we switched to, uh, we've got a six nights at uh, the resort, or the Riviera. Riviera, yep. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to taking the Skyliner everywhere. Well, if I don't get to come down for New Year's with our beautiful friends, Tommy and Judith, I'm going to try to come down and see you. That'd be great. Cause I have a feeling this is between me and you, and don't tell them. If if we, I want to go right now. We're but I'm running this new job, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to. But I have a funny feeling if we don't go in January, if we decide to go in May with you, that they might come too, John. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I texted you guys that reservation, and all she said was, "Hmm." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, end of April. Oh. You know, Oh, you're, I thought you were May. End of April, no, beginning of May? end of April. Okay. Yeah, April 24th to, uh, I think, May 1st or something like that. So. Okay. Yeah, so we might have to try that, John. Get down there. there. New Mickey and Minnie Pluto charms throughout. There's not much more. Evacuation underway from Moana. This is in, really nice. Evacuation. Excavation, not evacuation. It's how it's spelled. But Big difference. Ex- Big difference. Excavation underway for Moana Moana Journey into of water attraction in Epcot. I'm excited about that, aren't you, John? Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool, and uh, I love the ocean. So anything like that will be interesting for me. And then also Typhoon Lagoon Water Park possibly reopens in late 2021. So I know you're excited about driving the bus there again, John. 
I, I can tell that they were they have to be getting close because all of a sudden we can't park our buses there anymore while we're waiting for a load. Uh, <laughs> so you get a message that says no more parking at uh, Typhoon Lagoon. Oh well, something's going on there then. So you got to get me this, John, if you can, and I'm going to let you go to go eat. I'm sorry. New iridescent 50th anniversary Walt Disney World Resort hotel maps now available. You think you can get me one of these, John? Yeah. Where do you see that at? Is it just a uh every map of every resort yes i think it is so the one in particular showcases disney's port orleans riverside resort so if there's any chance you can get me some of these iridescent maps john you'd be my best friend even more than you already are well brenda's always my best friend you'll be my second best friend i'll try hard the one time i went to a resort and and told them that i had a reservation in three or four weeks and i wanted to get a map just to get familiar with the resort they told me they couldn't do it so <laughs> i uh, don't know why but i will try so yeah because i'd like to get some of them myself so. yeah so maybe we can get on a, a little we can each get a, one of each resort john maybe that'll be our goal i would like to do the reason i want them is i want to get a frame and uh put them in the frame and and hang it on my wall in my room there you go. I think that would be really cool to have each resort in a big picture frame. So that, that's my goal. But anyway, I'll let you go eat. Presley is going in and out of this room. Literally, John, as we've been recording, probably 30 times. He's a busy dog. He's a pain in the butt. He wants to be in here with his dad, and then he hears his mom move out there. He has to leave. But everybody be kind to one another. I uh, hope the Tampa Bay and the Eagles win this week for you for the I agree. yes i'm hoping for you you got to keep it going we just need a win uh and it would be nice with my friends being out there if they get get a win so everybody be kind to one another stay safe get vaccinated and we will talk to you soon how's that sound john sounds good bye-bye folks and remember you want to be an apple <laughs> very good john all right bye guys all right see you. bye that's it guys we're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here if you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street, and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.